Hello and welcome to another episode of Kinetic Coffee. This is episode six and it's titled When to Push, When to Push It. So uh, I got a couple of complaints last week for not doing a dad joke, even though most. So I'm going to do a dad joke really quickly and. to change so now that everybody is hilariously laughing i will move into the facility updates um i i don't have a picture of it unfortunately but i wanted to show you i jake coach jake and i hung the the remainder of the hanging pull-up bars um oh actually i do have a picture it's it's right here hold on you guys can see this boom coach jake and i were able to hang the remainder of these hanging pull-up bars yesterday, um, which was awesome. And it only took uh, two or three trips to the hardware store um, and our forklift. So uh, we now have five sets of these things. And we also have added uh, another set of rings, high rings for, for that kind of fun gymnastic stuff. So these things are awesome. I can do a whole other podcast about why these are better for your shoulder girdle, but I just wanted to show you really quick. Um, what that was. Uh, reminder, this week is the last week for the nutrition challenge. So Friday night is the game show and uh, Coach Jake is out of town right now. So I am going to be the host and it's um, the bod squad versus the fat smashers. They have no idea what the format is going to be until they show up. We'll provide some beverages. So please guys, if whether you're doing the, the workout at night or not, just come uh, have a frosty beverage and have some laughs as well. Um, should be a good time. So shout outs. Um, really want to just do a big shout out on Kim Wilmington this week. She, um, her video came out on Sunday or Monday and everybody has been loving this thing. Everybody loves that Kim is this motorcycle junkie and nobody knew that. Everybody knew her as mild mannered Kim who came to the noon group and now we know a little bit more about her, and uh, she is awesome. So other ones, um, last weekend, Elizabeth and RJ competed, um, and Jake coached them at that meet, and I have a surprise for you guys. Coach Jake is with us live from Seattle. Welcome, Woo! Coach Jake. What's up, guys? All right, and he actually is going to talk us through um, – Actually, how how that meet went. But first, before we we talk about Elizabeth and RJ last weekend, Jake, why are you in Seattle? I am in Seattle because of the Howard Cohen American Masters Championships. It's the final Masters meet of the year for USA Weightlifters. There you have it. And are you between sessions right now? I am. Um, I Barry's session just finished. He had a really good session, and I think uh, Jen lifts tomorrow evening at like five p.m. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and Seattle is a lot of fun anyway. So, it is. Um, yep. Okay. So now if I pull this up on my screen, we're going to have what looks like Elizabeth. And you're going to talk through it because you were the one who coached it. So now you guys should be able to see. Um, 
And I'm going to hit play. We can, we can go back and forth, Jake, as you as you tell us. But set the stage. What's what's going on here? Um, so this is going to be, I, I believe the video I sent you, this is Elizabeth's heaviest snatch attempt for the day. Um, so this would be her third attempt. She ended up missing her first at 37. We went back and repeated it. And then uh, she came out and took this attempt at 40. And I think when you play it, make sure you mute it because I'm pretty loud on that video. I, actually, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, go ahead and play it. Okay. So this arguably was her best snatch of the day. You can pause it there. Um, she ended up, we, we lifted in the back on a platform that was a little slanted. And I think when we came out for the first attempt, um, it had kind of slipped our minds a little bit, especially slipped mine. And uh, I think she wasn't quite ready for the bar and she left 37 out front in her first attempt. So as always, we just decided to repeat to get one on the board. And then after that, we decided to have a little bit of fun. And um, like I said, that was arguably her best snatch of the day. She smoked it. And it was kind of funny. If you, if you do play the audio in the video, you can hear the crowd kind of go, oh, because they weren't expecting it. So good. Okay, uh, straight down. Stop playing through the system. Nice jerk. Best clean jerk. Oops. Pause there. Yep. Uh, so you can go back to if you want. So so the, we'll talk about the snatch. We'll finish up on that real quick. So this, uh, I mean, the goal for her going into this meet was to go six for six. You and I talked about that, um, especially with how heavy and um, tough her cycle has been as of late. So um, when we missed the first snatch, we obviously lost the ability to go six for six, but it's always good for an athlete to show their mental toughness and uh, be able to come back after missing an opening attempt like that. And that's exactly what she did. So um, the other thing too on her left, you'll notice that when she does get the bar to about mid thigh to her, uh, to her hip region, like you've been working on her with Brian, uh, she's doing a much better job of holding position and uh, actually staying over that barbell feet. She came a little early into the toes there, but usually that happens when we're going for heavier numbers. And um, other than that, her turnover was nice and snappy, and I really liked the lift. You can, I, that's why I got really excited when I when I watched this one. Is this the position you were talking about? Uh, yes. Or close enough? It's close enough. Yep. All right. Yep. Yeah, she's been uh, she's been on a really tough block. So actually, going into it, I didn't know if she'd even hit eighty five percent at the meet, but uh, she did. She did quite well. She did better than we expected for the block that she's in. So. It's pretty awesome. Um, let me find the next video. Let's see. RJ should be that same video. If you want to move on, RJ. Oh, it's the same video? It's, yeah, it's all cut together. Oops. <laughs> I got rid of it. Sorry, live viewers. We can't edit that out, and we're not going to. <laughs> All right, so RJ is going to start soon. I'll pause it before he goes. Okay. Um, yeah, if we watch this jerk here too, Elizabeth's gotten so much better at her jerks, and I, I actually I, I attribute that to you working with her in a private session. So that was it's a it's a kudos to you, Coach. Uh, she she definitely um, wasn't as confident in her clean and jerk, but she did she did really well uh, making that making that lift, and that was her heaviest uh, heaviest lift of the day. She is amazing to coach just because she is so coachable. Um, she yeah. comes in every day just willing to, to learn, and she does exactly what's written in the program. And uh, it's really tough to find athletes like that. Uh, for any of you guys that have ever done individual design programming or coached athletes, um, 
it's tough because there's a lot of life considerations that can get in the way. But Elizabeth follows it to the T. So she's amazing. All right. All right. Here's here's RJ. Should I play it? Here's RJ. Uh, well, well, let's play the first snatch um, and then pause it. And we can talk about kind of the meat and what the aim was here. So this is this is 100 kilos. All right. Go ahead and pause it there. So coming into this meet, the the original intent was to get RJ signed up for the Colorado State Championships, but because life is more important than weightlifting uh, <laughs> most of the, most of the time, uh, he was out of town for something that he really needed to be out of town for. So we wanted to get at least one more meet on the calendar. And uh, as soon as he heard Elizabeth was going, he offered to sign up. So uh, they can both go together and kind of be teammates here, which is kind of nice. So um, this was actually a very impressive meet for RJ from the standpoint that he's starting to attack higher numbers on the competition platform. And he did not peak for this competition at all. We're in the middle of like a, a weird kind of hypertrophy uh, strength block right now. It's a little bit blended. We're focusing more on the top end finish of the lifts and things like that. So um, he wasn't exactly peak for this. So the fact that he ended up going uh, four for six and winning best metal lifter, which we'll talk about at the end, um, is, a, is a great day for him. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. We'll All see right. it one more time and then we'll go on yeah, to his. We'll one more time. Uh, if you guys notice, RJ is very, very fast. And some of the positions that he does pull in work really well for him. Some of them I would not put any of you uh, or most of you in just because he's built a little bit differently than some of you guys are. Um, mainly just his start position and how he pulls them. The main thing we're trying to work on right now, especially with him, is his chest is still down a little bit more than I'd like in his, in his pull off the floor. And then uh, the turnover at the top of the lift. He had 105 overhead, which we won't show because I don't have the video of it right now. Um, but he just did not turn the bar over enough. And that basically just means he did not get it up and behind the head like he needed to. All right. Um, and this is 125. Um, at the state games in July, he would attempt 130 and he hit it on the platform. So this is about five kilos down from that. Um, but a very, very easy clean from him. And I do like this jerk, even though he did short step a little bit and did press the uh, bar out off the shoulder just to touch. So uh, overall, great meet for RJ. And like I said, he ended up winning best male lifter. And uh, this is kind of a surprise to us as well. But my, my favorite thing about his session was the fact that he is a 73 kilo lifter and he's hitting numbers. Um, he was actually competing with all of the other guys in the session, which were about one or two weight classes up from him. So the 81s, the 89s and the 96s, he was still right there with him, which was really impressive for me. He's a great lifter. All right, I think we had some other videos. If you'd like to Do go through them. we have enough time them. to talk about? Yeah, if I we have enough time, so. we can. I think so. Let me find it. All right, we have, looks like Barry. We got Barry. All right. And then, I don't know if everybody knows who Barry is, so could you intro Barry real quick? Uh, yeah, so, so Barry is one of the athletes I work with in Boulder. Um, I've known Barry for probably coming up on four years now. I met him through um, the other athlete I'm coaching on Saturday, Jen, because he would do CrossFit classes with Jen. And um, he saw she got into weightlifting, so he wanted to start doing it. 
and this is about his uh, second, I would say he's almost two and a half years in now competing. And um, Barry is 76 years old. He just had a 76th birthday. He is who I want to be when, when I grow up. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, this actually just happened. We just finished. He um, he went three, no, he went four for six. Sorry, five for six. He missed his last clean and jerk. Um, but this was his uh, his best snatch. I think it's 51. And I think the best part about coaching Barry is that after he got on the board and he knew kind of where he was at, and I also did too, um, that he's he's kind of fiery and he wants to go for things. So 51, we, we got it. Um, in some other meets, it might not have been a good meet, a good lift, but this is a master's meet. And he definitely did uh, win the judges over. So great lift by Barry there at 51. Um, and then I think you have the clean and jerk video as well. The, uh, the interesting thing too, when we got to, we got into a session, we started warming up. He was telling me about a guy who had uh, essentially retired from weightlifting. He competed as a master when he was in his fifties. And then uh, he came back and this was his first meet back. And the best part about that guy coming back was that he actually pushed Barry. So Barry took this, they gave him a lead uh, in the clean and jerk. And then the coaches, as per usual, were playing some games back there. And we, we forced the other guy to go take his attempt to actually beat Barry. And he did. So, it's, I mean, really, that's all you can ask for. If you put the pressure on the other athlete, you give him a 50-50 shot. Um, they have a 50-50 shot at making a lift. And then, you know, ideally, we would try and dictate that situation. And uh, we did. But he actually was a good lifter, and he made it. He made the lift. So this is, uh, this is Barry's last clean jerk attempt, I think. I can see at least one that he made. <laughs> yeah. And you guys will notice that that clean technique is not something I have all of you do. Um, Barry, for the life of me, I can never get him to squat. Um, so he tends to, he tends to muscle clean his, his, uh, his barbell. So it's almost similar to a, 1960s-ish style clean where the bar doesn't even touch the body. Um, as a coach, I would love for it to be different, but this is what we've worked with, and this is how we've been successful. So we're going to keep rolling with it. Yeah, and guys, if you're younger than 76, you can probably squat. Yes, exactly. You need to. You should also <laughs> hook grip, too. Kim Hagler, <laughs> you should hook grip. Oh, special shout-out to Kim. Okay, yep. cool. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with the – the meats or, or Barry or anything else um, no, weightlifting uh, related before we move on? I guess I guess the only thing I'll say is uh, that we're done with meats for the year. The local meat calendar is kind of fizzled out. Now there might be a, a small one in the calendar, but none of you guys are going to do that. Um, speaking of the Valhalla lifters or anybody else that wants to compete, the next meet's going to be January 4th up in Windsor, Colorado, and that'll be at Pursuit Weightlifting with Matt Cooper. And then, um, can I, can I announce that we've shifted the date for our meet or should Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, the date off the top of your head, I, it was like March something, but we shifted the date of our meet, uh, mainly because we want to give you guys an excellent meet experience and we couldn't do that putting it at the end of the month of January. So we'll move it to March and then we're going to have a fun time. And, uh, it's the last weekend for masters to qualify for masters nationals, which is going to be in Orlando in April. Yeah, it's four weeks before the Masters Nationals, and we have a handful of athletes that I think are going out to Orlando. 
Yeah. Um, so it should be should be good timing, and it's also just a good good time of year to do a meet, even if you're not a Masters. Um, exactly. If you're thinking about trying to qualify for the American Open, or you just compete locally, um, that tends to be good because you could you could start a new training program at the beginning of January and be prepared for it. Um, yep. So if you're if you're oh. into snatch clean and jerk, um, that's what I we would recommend doing. I've got one more thing, and then I promise I'll shut up. Uh, <laughs> so next week on the 19th is the first day of the youth weightlifting program. This is going to run Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for those athletes. So youth athletes, if you're not signed up already, tell your parents you want to sign up or parents, if you're hearing this, you probably are hearing this, sign your youth athletes up as soon as possible. Well, let's explain what that is a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, detail details about the actual what we're gonna be doing for those six weeks. No, just logistics. So, like, um, okay. you know, I've gotten questions about what if I miss a day or if I don't come all three days of week or just stuff like that for mm -hmm. the six weeks. Um, so the way it's gonna be structured in terms of classes, um, we I I, I will probably use the classic structure. I haven't quite figured that out yet but we're going to do maybe a snatch day a clean and jerk day and then a combo day where we add both of them in and all three days are going to uh they're going to contain general strength work and just some things to help with overall athletic development for these youth athletes because they really need it um and it, most likely snatch will be the first day clean and jerk is the second day and the combo day will be on saturday yeah what we find is that a lot of kids use weightlifting to help them in other sports. So whether they're a football player or a basketball player, uh, training the snatch and the clean and jerk from a qualified coach can really transfer over into their explosiveness and their coordination and their, um, their strength in general. So just, just doing uh, certain versions of the lifts followed by uh, general strength and athletic performance stuff is very, very helpful to them. And then they have the option if they, are a little bit competitive and they got the bug, uh, they can always do a meet. Um, but we, we, uh, at, at our facility anyway, we, we like well-rounded youth athletes. So, uh, if, if any of you guys are familiar with Bulgarian weightlifting or anything like that, we're, we're doing a lot more than just the snatch and the clean and jerk because we like them to be rounded at, at that age. So, yep. um, it's about the middle school age. Uh, if, if you guys were thinking about signing your kid up for it, or if you were bummed that you were too old. Yep. So. Um, the other thing too, um, we, you talked about competing a little bit. We're not going to force anybody to compete, but competing is a, a, the main reason why a lot of us do this. And it is, uh, one of the best things on the planet. So, um, I would recommend it for your youth athlete, but Hey, if they don't want to, that's totally fine. Anyway, the six week program is going to lead into that January 4th meet that I mentioned earlier. Um, so We'll work on throughout the process of the six weeks, getting your youth athletes signed up if they want to do it. And then uh, working on singlets and uh, logos on the singlets and such on and so forth and little minor details you don't need to worry about right now. Awesome. Yep. All right. Well, um, if you'd like, I'd love for you to stay on because I think um, you'd have some good uh, insight into a couple of the other things I'm going to talk about. Sure. Um, but if you if you got to go, I understand there's there's coffee to be had in Seattle and fish to be eaten at the, uh, at the market. So yep. if you got to go, no big deal, but, uh, if you got another I'll five minutes, hang off a little bit. All right, cool. So I just wanted to talk about, um, coach Jake and I decided that 
hey, I should go over our group training considerations just briefly each week here on the Kinetic Coffee podcast. Uh, so if you guys haven't been paying attention or you missed this week, um, what we are doing is moving to a strength cycle. Um, so I'm doing the programming again, and it's exciting, at least until it's not. Uh, and what I mean by that is some of the things can get a little bit repetitive, but I'm going to try to keep the variance in there. Um, it's, it's based on the squat, the bench press, and the deadlift. And woven in are some of the quick lifts, uh, like a hang, hang snatch and uh, hang or a power cleans and things of that nature. But they're not the emphasis of the program. Uh, so they're at the, the the more basic levels, the easier ones to to complete. Um, so just as far as structure, because I always get these questions. Um, this week it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Next week those strength days are going to be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and it's just going to alternate every single time. So don't change anything about your schedule. Just come when you can come and you're going to get benefit out of it. Um, you'll see videos from me talking about when to track, when to measure. Uh, and the uh, thing that we actually haven't used in the group sessions before that I use with my uh, individual design clients all the time is the RPE scale. And what that stands for is rate of perceived exertion. And basically we're going to use it for reps in reserve and Basically, how should this feel today? Very similar to sort of what we used to do uh, with the level method programming, uh, but it's going to be kind of how you feel that day versus, um, you know, what you what you did three weeks ago even. So um, anyway, uh, I'm really excited about it so far. You know, today's Thursday. We've gotten through the Monday and Wednesday sh sessions, both wildly successful. People loved it. I'm still sore on the butt from the the squats and all the single leg work uh but now you know i'm gonna get some get pretty sore from the bench press uh so friday little preview we have deadlifts and uh some other fun uh accessory work you'll start to see some of the weird exercises that i like to program through this through this cycle um mr spectaculars sandbag work um the kettlebell keg lifts uh, just some of the really cool durability things that we haven't hit in a while that um, that we miss. Uh, so that's that. Uh, anything else, Jake, that I missed on on that? I know I went pretty broad stroke there. Um, no. Uh, do you want to touch on why strength work is so important versus cardio, even though cardio is still important? Okay. This could be a topic for an entire it, podcast. It could be. It could be. But at this gym, here is the order that – that I and us of coaches have decided that our population needs most number. And let me tell you about our population, uh, late thirties to, uh, mid sixties. They usually have kids. They are always busy. They come in three to four sessions a week on average. They are not coming here to compete in the sport of fitness. They are here to be stronger and fitter and more useful in general. So for that type of person, one hour, three to four sessions a week, number one priority is strength, okay? There's this thing called sarcopenia. It's uh, the, the muscle loss as the body ages. If strength training is not done consistently, this happens a lot faster. However, most of these studies done on this we're done on the sedentary population, so any level of activity is going to stave that off. However, priority number one is strength. Priority number two, 
trying to come up with a cool word for this, but right now I'm using the Russian raw translation and it is speed strength. Okay. It's, it's encouraging fast twitch muscle fiber type over slow twitch. And then the third in the priority list is what we're talking about is durability. Uh, think of it as injury prevention or even just standard core work. Why is this so important other than staving off sarcopenia? Uh, strength has more carryover into all the things that you do, including the fourth category, which is cardiorespiratory endurance. Um, in life, in general, we've always been into functional fitness and not the kind that stands on discs. We uh, are actually functional, um, sitting down and standing up, picking things up off the floor, uh, putting things on a shelf. And why speed strength is so important, think about uh, as as you're, you know, even if you're 40, that's not even old. Let's say we're, we're out in the snow and you were to slip on ice. If you've never trained coordination or any, any type of fast twitch training, you're probably going to slip, fall, and you're not durable enough to avoid injury. If you do train fast twitch, you could probably avoid the fall in the first place. And then if you're strong, if you do fall, the injury is probably going to be a lot less severe. Within the constraints, uh, cons constraints of strength, speed, strength, and durability, we can program in the energy systems that uh, will carry over into more kind of sprint uh, training and cardiorespiratory endurance. The one that we can't put into that is the the slow and low stuff. And those will still come up throughout the week, but uh, they won't be woven in as elegantly. Is that what you wanted? All right. <laughs> cool. That was yeah. the shortest version I could possibly do. That was, and that can definitely be its own topic on another episode of this, but that would be yeah. a very, very nerdy topic. Anybody that's ever done one-on-one -on -one training with me knows that if they need to take a break, they just ask me a sports science question and I will talk. And yep. because I love, I love studying it and I love to talk about it. So, um, okay. Let's talk about the last thing here, which is when to push it. Okay. So this guys, it, I just talked about what our demographic is. They're very, very busy people. They have multiple kids, probably two to eight kids somewhere in there. It's go, 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 go all the time. So when are we going to push? We do need to push it sometimes, but not all the time. So this is the problem with uh, some of these competitive fitness programs, like competitive CrossFit programs. They're trying to do this highly glycolytic training all the time, and they're never recovering from it. So what happens? They eventually get injured. They get burnout. They, adrenal fatigue is a term that gets thrown around a little too loosely, but that can happen too. So if you, if you push it and you pick your spots with when to push it, or you have a coach that tells you when to pick your spots, you're going to be a lot better off. So if you're following a strength program like ours and the coaches say, Hey, the intensity is actually laden within, uh, the loading today. So if we're doing a five by five in the squat and you're not really tired after each of those sets of five, uh, you're probably picking the wrong areas to push. Uh, if you're doing workouts like Fran all the time, this is absolutely not the time to push. Uh, this is this is almost guaranteed burnout, and you know it's hard to guarantee an injury, but we've seen it enough times that that that's the path that it goes down. Um, anything on that, Coach Jake? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, basically the goal the goal of all of this, the main reason why. I think a lot of you are doing it as longevity, right? So 
you want to you want to try and stay as healthy as long as you can and pushing it to the brink of burnout when you can't handle it anymore where you actually injure yourself or things like that um limits your ability to do so so pay attention to what your body's saying pay attention to the coach and push it when you can and push it when they say not to or don't push it when they say not to yeah and there are days guys where you shouldn't feel completely smoked so not every day is intended to make you laying down on the floor looking up at the lights wondering what happened some days they're a little bit more fun they're a little bit more skill oriented and they're low intensity and you walk out of there thinking i could have done a lot more good that's what we want you to feel like not every workout should leave you so sore that you can't walk up and down the stairs in fact if you're training consistently you might not get very, very sore after you're in training for a couple of years. And that's okay. That's that's kind of what we want. If you take a break and you come back, of course, you're going to get sore. But uh, please, guys, just pay attention to the coaches and um, pay attention to your body. Okay, If it says go up from last week um, and you feel like crap and you haven't slept, maybe it's not the time to go up. So having the conversation with the coach – that's why they're there, and they're going to help you make a good decision. So uh, in closing, the I forgot to mention our photo shoot is this weekend. If you haven't gotten a hold of me via text or email to let me know that you're coming, you can go either day, Saturday or Sunday at 3 p.m. And you know, the, the more the merrier. We have a big shot list. And like I said, I'll give you guys all the photos when, when we're done. Uh, we're wearing active wear, not heavily branded. So I wouldn't want a shirt like this in the photo shoot but like a little nike swoosh or a lululemon logo or something like that totally fine um and then we have our holiday party on the 8th of december that's a sunday we're gonna have our usual um white elephant gift exchange which will be a lot of fun that can get uh pretty funny uh not usually very kid friendly uh so just keep keep that in mind and it is here at the gym for the first time in i think uh, four years. So that'll be, that'll be fun to do. Sweet. So thanks for coming on coach Jake. I know you're, you're in Seattle. You got to take the rest of the day. You got to go on the, up to the space needle and stuff like that. Oh, yep. <laughs> it's a, it's an inside joke. Cause I've been to Seattle very a lot and I never go to space. needle. <laughs> so, all right. All right yeah, Anything else? Having, uh, no, thanks for having me on. And last thing I would say, guys is if we get to these colder months uh months pay attention to your body what you're feeling if you're sick don't train stay away it's yes. fine to miss a few days you will be okay all right that's all i got perfect all right have a good day you too bye guys